Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast, which remembers and celebrates all things and everything classic TV. As we continue our journey back through the 1960s, we're going to take a look today at Mr. Novak, which ran for two seasons on NBC from 1963 to 1965. The show was created by E. Jack Newman and Boris Segal. The show basically was about a high school. It was about uh, John Novak, portrayed by James Franciscus. He was in his first year as an English teacher at Jefferson High School in L.A. He often got involved, personally involved in his students' lives, as well as in other teachers' lives as well. It was kind of a prerequisite or the uh, kind of introduction to shows about school like Room 222 and The White Shadow. Now, there had been other TV shows on about schools before, like Armis Brooks starring Eve Arden and Mr. Peepers starring Wally Cox. Also, you had The Me Loves Dobie Gillis with Dwayne Hickman. But those were all comedies, not to dismiss those, but they were comedies. Very popular, very beloved, but this was the first time there was a TV show on about a high school that was of serious nature. Serious tone, serious nature. Now, before I get further into Mr. Novak, I do want to correct a mistake that I made on our last episode about Serena and Jeannie number two. When I was referring to the episode where Serena got Boyce and Hart to perform her song, I mistakenly said that that was uh, an episode from either season one or season two. Actually, it was from either season six or season seven. I think it's from season seven. The mistake happened because for some reason when I was in the middle of the episode, my mind went to Dick Sargent. And I was thinking that it was either his first or second season on the show. And so that's where season one or season two came from. I was thinking about Dick Sargent's either season one or season two. But that's what happens when you end up getting overheated. I just want to warn you all, give you all a little bit of caution. The heat is insane across the country this summer. So be very careful because I got overheated the other day foolishly and no wonder I made such of a colossal error within that episode. So stay hydrated. Don't go out in this heat on an empty stomach. Um, try to stay in as best you can and just take good care of yourselves because, you know, we care about our listeners we care about people in general. And uh, so, yeah, be careful out there in this insane heat that we're having this summer. Back to Mr. Novak. Mr. Novak, as I said, made its debut in 1963. It made its debut on the 24th of September of that year. Now, the show was nominated for Emmys and it received a lot of attention, a lot of praise within, you know, for example, it, um, basically received a lot of attention and a lot of, you know, awards from various educational institutions, including the National Education Association. It won a Peabody Award for Excellence in 1963. It won over 47 awards, as a matter of fact, from various educational institutions. And it was so popular that it was actually spoofed in Mad Magazine. And said, being Mr. Novak, it was Mr. Nudnik. (laughs) 
But the show, again, was about um, John Novak. He was, like I said, it was his first year of teaching at Jefferson High. And he made a lot of, you know, blunders and mistakes. He was very young and he was just starting out. And he was kind of like, in a way, uh, the character of Ken Reeves on The White Shadow very involved with his students, very involved with, you know, other teachers, uh, very well-meaning, very supportive, very empathetic, but also very firm. He could be very firm, very understanding. And uh, Dean Jagger portrayed the principal within the show, Albert Vane. He was an Academy Award winner. He was twice nominated for an Emmy. And honestly, the two of them had an amazing chemistry. They worked very well together. And they really brought this show to life, just the, the two of them alone. I mean, there were other, you know, teachers and faculty members who were depicted within the show. For example, you had the assistant principal, assistant vice principal, rather, um, Jean uh, Pagano. She was portrayed by uh, Jeannie Ball in the first season, or Jeannie, I believe Jeannie Bao, B-A-L, in the first season. Um, the teachers and the students were depicted in a very realistic fashion. Uh, again, it was a very dramatic series. They covered a lot of very serious topics, which no other TV show had done before within a high school setting, including anti-Semitism, racial discrimination, drug abuse, alcoholism, cheating on exams. So it was definitely something that was very different that had not been shown on TV before. And uh, our mother loved loved Mr. Novak. Loved that show. And she adored James Franciscus. And um, so we learned about this show from her. She would talk about it off and on through the years. And we didn't know until doing research that Mr. Novak is... A lot of people have either they have forgotten about Mr. Novak, unfortunately, or they've never seen it. Because it just kind of faded after it went off the air. It just disappeared, unfortunately. Um, lots of, you know, classic TV shows and, and other affiliate stations just did not carry it for some reason, which that's really unfortunate because it's a terrific show and it definitely deserves a lot more attention than what it has received since it went off the air in 1965. But, um, we found out that in 1989, TNT was showing reruns of Mr. Novak, but unfortunately we didn't have cable until the following year. And by that time, you know, they were no longer showing Mr. Novak. But Mr. Novak was on Tuesday nights. And for our mother, that was a heavenly TV night for her because you had Mr. Novak, which was on around 7 o'clock or so Eastern, uh, Central Time, 8 Eastern. And then you had The Fugitive which aired at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 Central. And she loved The Fugitive as well. And both shows debuted in the fall of 1963. The Fugitive would make its debut on the 17th of September. And it, of course, aired on ABC. So she was definitely in a great place in regard to her TV watching on Tuesday nights. Now, The Fugitive, not The Fugitive, but uh, Mr. Novak was up against a very popular combat TV series on ABC starring Vic Morrow. Fortunately for her, our grandfather was not interested in watching combat because from what we read, there were a lot, because in those days, basically you only had one TV. Most homes only had one TV. And a lot of, of the gentlemen, the males who were watching TV, well, they want to watch combat. 
And so that meant that, you know, uh, the kids did not, you know, they couldn't see Mr. Novak. But fortunately, our mom didn't have that problem. She got to see Mr. Novak every Tuesday night. And she was very, very inspired by that. She was deeply touched by it. She entered the educational realm herself because of Mr. Novak, as a matter of fact. So the show touched a lot of people's hearts. It was definitely one of those TV shows. It was unforgettable. And it inspired so many people in so many different ways. Now, this is a story that when we were doing the research... I completely forgot about this because James Franciscus, if you've never seen him before, just Google Google him, you'll see his picture. First of all, he was originally in the TV series The Naked City, which also ran on ABC. He was in that show for the first season. And um, in a first season episode, he went undercover at a pretty tough high school as a high school teacher. The episode was called Hey Teach. So he had been in a high school setting within a TV series before. But James Franciscus, very, very handsome. He was a very, very good-looking guy. He was a heartthrob. And the girls were crazy about him. He had, you know, girls on the set. He was a very nice guy. Very nice. He graduated from Yale. He was very gracious very kind, very easy to work with, very affable guy, was not stuck on his looks, and he definitely could have been. But he was a very nice guy, uh, nothing but good things I've heard and, you know, read about him down through the years, a real gentleman. And he was very kind to the extras, the, you know, uh, students who were, you know, in the background on the show, the actors and actresses, the extras who were in Mr. Novak, very kind to all of them. He let them even hang out in his trailer, uh, you know, when they were taking breaks from shooting. So he was a really nice guy. Um, I've always liked James Franciscus myself. Always thought he was very handsome, very intelligent, very attractive, and a good actor. He was always a very well-received actor in whatever role that he was in. But uh, I got to thinking about an experience that I had in high school in the late 80s. I uh, hadn't thought about this in I don't know when, many, many years. One day for American history, we had a substitute teacher. And I remember getting to school that day and uh, I had American history fourth period. And I remember that probably... After second, no, after first period ended, right as we were going into second period, one of the girls, a couple of girls ran up to me in the hallway and they were like, you are going to have the most gorgeous substitute teacher for American history today. He is so gorgeous. And I was like, wow, I can't wait to check this out. So uh, sure enough, we didn't have the biggest class. It was a pretty small class. We were very close, very close-knit class. There was about... Um, about 12 of us in the class, but I think but no more than, yeah, about 12, about 12 of us in the class, um, four girls and um, eight guys. And uh, sure enough, he was very handsome. He looked similar to Mr. Novak. You know, he was blonde. He was only 26 years old. And he actually told us to call him Greg. He was very friendly, very nice guy. And he said that he was substituting. I can't remember. He had uh he didn't want to be a teacher he didn't want to be in the educational field but he was going to 
be, I think, maybe, I don't remember, it's been too long ago, but he was substitute teaching in the meanwhile as he pursued what he really wanted to do with his career and what he wanted to do in life. And we all liked him, all of us, you know, in the class, we all liked him. It was so funny, there were four girls in the class, and we all, uh, no, there were five girls in the class, five girls, five girls and seven guys, that's how it went. And we all, the five girls, we all sat at the desk with Greg. We were all sitting on top of the desk. We pulled up a desk and sat next to Greg. And the guys, we, he, he um, put like a movie on for us. And the guys were all, you know, sitting further, you know, down near the projector. These were the days of film projectors. And they were watching the movie, the documentary, and the we girls were back there talking to Greg, not even watching the movie at all. And the guys were kind of like, so I guess y'all forgotten about us, huh? And we were like, yeah, that's right. We want to talk to Greg. <laughs> so that was my Mr. Novak experience. Because that's how the girls were, um, you know, in real life, the girls who were, you know, worked on the show who acted within the show, The Students. That's how they felt about James Franciscus. And some of the girls um, in episodes of the show also got crushes on him. There was, a, I believe, the very second episode, there was a blind girl portrayed by Kim Darby, and she fell in love with Mr. Novak. Uh, I have not seen the episode. Unfortunately, um, I have seen very few episodes of Mr. Novak. Um, there is one full episode on YouTube that we watched recently. Um, and there is a partial episode, not even really a partial episode because it was an hour long series. Uh, there was an episode that I believe it was called one small incident. I believe, um, it aired originally on October 22nd, 1963. And it was about an African-American student, a girl, who was being bullied and terrorized by some of the white kids at school. And I think it's about like maybe 10 minutes in length on YouTube. And of course, if you want to watch that, you'll get a feel of what the show was like. But you're going to really hate it when it ends because you're going to wonder what the heck happened. And that's what happened when we watched it. We were like, oh man, this is so unfair. We don't know how this all turned out. But you do get a feel of what the show was like just by watching that episode. Um, the first season is available on DVD. The second season has yet to be released, unfortunately. But uh, the show, again, although it was up against both Combat and the Red Skelton show, Red Skelton show was over on CBS, it did do well in its first season. Also in its first season, there was an episode that aired uh, because, of course, um, John F. Kennedy was assassinated during the first season of the show. Of course, the entire, you know, cast, crew, everyone was just dumbfounded, very devastated and in shock. So, of course, they just dismissed taping for the rest of the day. No one could really get get into trying to film the episode they were filming. No one could get it, could just pull themselves together to do it. So they just all left early. But there was an episode that uh, they did titled Death of a Teacher. It originally aired on February the 4th, 1964. And it was kind of a way that they dealt with the Kennedy assassination in their own way. The cast, the 
producers, the crew, everyone kind of channeled their emotions through this episode. There was a popular teacher in school who suddenly dies of a heart attack. And um, it definitely, uh, the, the teacher was, they believed that he had been overworked. And, uh, you know, one of the other teachers wanted to quit as well because he didn't want to end up suffering the same fate. Um, at the end of the episode, the teacher who passed away, his wife decided to come in and teach and fill you know, fill the, you know, his position. So from what we read, it's a very good episode, very powerful episode that they, that they, um, you know, came up with, but, um, it was a racially mixed TV show, uh, you know, racially mixed faculty as well as students. That was very groundbreaking for 1963. Um, it was actually filmed at John Marshall high school in Los Angeles. So it was filmed in LA at that particular high school. And a lot of people have said that Mr. Novak was very similar to John F. Kennedy in a way, you know, because, you know, they were very young, optimistic, uh, very idealistic, very inspiring. And so some people can, you know, they compare him and have always compared him to John F. Kennedy. And interestingly enough, he would portray John F. Kennedy years later in the TV movie, Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy, which starred Jacqueline Smith. We watched that movie and uh, I don't know if it's on YouTube or not, but uh, I was a big Kennedy fanatic at that point. I discovered the Kennedy family, John F. Kennedy, from my family's influence. And so I was about everything John F. Kennedy. So, of course, I was not going to miss this movie. And, of course, then Jacqueline Smith was in it. So I was not going to miss it. But that was my first real introduction to James Franciscus. Um, he did a good job in the movie. He sometimes kind of struggled with capturing that Boston accent that Kennedy had. I think the actor who portrayed Kennedy um, and really nailed that accent the best was William Devane in The Missiles of October, which aired in 1974. Now, he really, really nailed that Boston accent. He was brilliant. Lots of other actors have portrayed John F. Kennedy through the years. I think that so many of them have done a great job, including James Franciscus. But yeah, he definitely was compared to JFK a lot. Now, in the beginning, they wanted Richard Crana to be Mr. Novak, but he was busy doing the real McCoys and could not get out of it. Speaking of James Franciscus, he was originally cast to be the lead in Dr. Kildare, which uh, made its debut in 1962, but he was already a part of a TV show. He could not get out of it. It was about to end its run, but he couldn't get out of it. So he ended up taking Mr. Novak the following year and was so thrilled to get that part and really enjoyed portraying that particular role. There were a lot of guest stars on Mr. Novak during its two-year run. I mean, Cloris Leachman, Norman Fell, Bonnie Franklin, Terry Garr, Marion Ross, Shelley Fabre, Mickey Dolenz, Robert Culp, Frankie Avalon, Tony Dow, Ed Asner, Martin Lando, Eddie Albert, lots of guest stars on Mr. Novak within its run. But for season two, um, there was definitely some significant changes. For one thing, um, Jeannie Bao, uh, who portrayed the assistant vice principal, left the show because her role was to be increased in the second season. She was even supposed to be within the opening credits of the show. 
But the number of episodes has continued to decline, continued to, you know, uh, drop. So she left the show. She was replaced by another actress. I think her name was Phyllis Newman, I believe. That might be wrong. But she, too, left the show for the same reason. For one thing, a new producer came on board in season two, Leonard Freeman, who would go on to produce and create Hawaii Five-0. He stepped in, and a lot of the really serious, uh, dramatic episodes that they had been doing about such very serious topics kind of went out the window when he took over. He kind of decided to take the show into that uh, dramatic student of the problematic student of the week format. Like there's a problematic student who has a problem and they're going to focus on him or on them specifically. So the show, you know, did kind of take a different turn in its second season in that way. And then also, uh, unfortunately, Dean Jagger, who portrayed by uh, Principal Albert Vane, left the show mid-season. Now, I read in a New York Times article dated December the 3rd, 1964, that he left the show due to a recurring ulcer. The doctor demanded that he get complete rest, so he left the show for that reason. Now, some claim that he left the show in addition to the ulcer, because he didn't care for some of the upcoming episodes that, you know, that were being planned. He didn't really care for the way that the writing had changed within season two. So he was replaced by Burgess Meredith. He portrayed uh, Principal Martin Woodridge for the remainder, uh, Woodridge for the remainder of the series. I have yet to see any of the episodes, unfortunately, with Burgess Meredith. I would love, because he was a great actor, a very good actor. And I would love to see Burgess Meredith and James Franciscus in an episode, but that has not happened as of yet. So uh, by the second season, again, Combat was really the dominant show within that time slot. And... um, As a result, NBC decided to cancel the show abruptly. The last episode would air on April the 27th, 1965, which I think that's unfortunate that the show ended after only two seasons. I mean, there's a lot they could have done with that show. So many more episodes and themes and topics could have been addressed within the show. Um, it should have definitely at least made one more season like the White Shadow did. Or it could have gone on to be on for five seasons like Room 222 was. But the show unfortunately ended after that second season. And um, of course, James Franciscus continued to work. He was in uh, Return of the Planet of the Apes. He had another TV series called Long Street, which ran for a season on ABC from 1971 to 72. He was a blind investigator. That was a really good show. There are episodes of it on YouTube. And that, again, a really, really good show. He was also in a short-lived TV series called The Hunter or Hunter, one of the two. Uh, I It was either The Hunter or Hunter with Linda Evans. That was on CBS, and that aired for just a few episodes in the spring of 1977. And again, he continued to act, and he also began to write screenplays when acting parts began to kind of dry up for him. Sadly, he passed away at the age of 57 in 1991. He was a very heavy smoker, and he died due to emphysema. 
Now, also in 1991, Dean Jagger passed away as well. Dean Jagger passed away that February of 1991. Well, James Franciscus passed away that summer. I believe he passed away in July of that year. I remember when he passed away because our mother was very, very sad by his passing, deeply affected by that, uh, by hearing of his death. Um, and I remember that very, very well, how hard she took that. Because like I said, Mr. Novak was one of her all-time favorite TV shows growing up. And so when he passed away, like I said, it really, really affected her very, very greatly, very tremendously. Burgess Meredith passed away in September of 1997. He and Dean Jagger both passed away due to cancer. There's a great book, fortunately, I found out about that was written by Chuck Harder about the series. Um, it is available both on either eBay or Amazon, also uh, Bear Manor, I believe that's the, uh, the um, publishing company that produced the book, that published it rather, published the book. And uh, it's a very thick book. It is like close to 600 pages. It's very detailed, very thorough. You could also read excerpts from it from um, on Google Books. But uh, he really did an amazing job writing this book about Mr. Novak. Because it is really, as I said, really unfortunate that people have not heard of the show. The average person has not seen it, has not heard of it. And it's really what a really groundbreaking show that it was, what a really superb TV show that it was, how well written it was and acted and directed and produced. It is really a travesty, in my humble opinion, that no one, that that show has not been seen by so many people, that there are people who have never heard of it. We would know about it were it not for our mother. Um, but uh, this book is a great way to become familiar with the show. And again, there is a full episode on YouTube. Hopefully, there were some other episodes as well, but they've been taken down, unfortunately. Not sure as to why, but people... You know, channels get deleted. People delete their channels, you know, different things like that. There was an episode I remember watching. I think it was from the first season, maybe the early second season, because Dean Jagger was still a part of the show, where Mr. Novak had, his father was was very, very ill, and he had to go and take on a part-time job parking cars, if I recall correctly, to kind of make ends meet and try to help his father financially and help out with his medical bills. And so he was very overworked, very stressed out, very frustrated. That was a very good episode uh, that I remember watching over on YouTube, but that's been some time ago. But uh, yeah, we definitely have been planning to do an episode about Mr. Novak for a while. And so we were so excited to get this together and uh, to pay homage to definitely one of the best TV shows, not only of the 60s, but of all time. The 60s, as we continue to, you know, take our journey through the 1960s television uh, era, a lot of people kind of put that decade down when it comes to TV. Um, You know, I've read in various, you know, Facebook groups and blogs and YouTube videos and books The 60s is known for being the era of, uh, you know, lightweight comedies like Gilligan's Island and Bewitched, Gomer Pyle, I Dream of Jeannie, F Troop, the Beverly Hillbillies, Hogan's Heroes, 
Car 54, Where Are You, The Addams Family, The Monsters, and those are all really terrific shows. Love all of them. I've watched them for many, many years. But the 60s also had really groundbreaking TV shows as well, like Mr. Novak and like The Fugitive and The Dick Van Dyke Show and The Defenders. So they had a lot of really good TV shows on. A lot of people don't know about The Defenders. There are quite a few episodes of it on YouTube. The Defenders, of course, starred E.G. Marshall and Robert Reed. Very popular legal drama, award-winning legal drama, which ran for uh, five seasons, I recall, from 1961 to 1966. But there were a lot of really good shows on, um, you know, during the 60s. The Man from U.N.C.L.E. and Ironside. Um, The Mod Squad. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, The Andy Griffith Show... So I think the 60s deserves a little more credit for the really terrific and really um, stellar TV programming that was produced during that era, within that era. And we've been enjoying going back to the 60s and, you know, doing episodes about the TV shows within that period because we've always loved 60s TV. Uh, always had a very fondness for the decade. And uh, so we've been having a lot of fun, you know, doing this. We'll have another episode for the 1960s coming up in a couple of days, uh, no later than next week. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode today as we took a look back at Mr. Novak. And um, again, Thank you for your reviews and your ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for following us on Spotify as well. We appreciate your support more than words can say. Thank you for your time above all else. And we will see you on the next episode.